you join again in the Old Testament, uh, Jonah, we are now in the third chapter of this story. Uh, This prophet was called by God to go to the great city of Nineveh. He decided not to go and wanted to go as far as he could west to Tarsus. God sent a storm. He was thrown off the boat. He was drowning. God sent a fish, swallowed him. He's in the belly now three days, three nights. He worshiped God in the belly of the fish. God commanded the fish, spit him out onto dry land. Here we are, third chapter of Jonah. I just want to read in our hearing uh, verses 9 and 10. Uh, read from two uh, translations. One be the New Living Translation. The other would be a New International uh, Version. The Word of God says in uh, Jonah, third chapter, uh, looking at verses 9 and 10, it says, Who knows? God may relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. That was the NIV. Here's the New Living Translation Word of God says, Who can tell, perhaps, even yet God will change his mind And hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Praise God for his word. Help me announce the subject matter to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, turn. Amen. Turn to your other neighbor. Tell them the same thing. Tell them, turn. Amen. Amen. Looking at this text, we see in definitely in the New International Version, uh, the king of Nineveh cries out, says that we need to repent, turn from our wicked ways and violence, and perhaps God may relent from the calamity concerning us. And then later on, it says, when God saw how they turned, how they repented, he relented from the calamity that he was going to do to them. Can you think about in your life how one wrong choice can lead you down the wrong path? How just one wrong turn? can lead you in a bad situation. And once you made that wrong choice, made the wrong turn, you start thinking, how can I turn myself around? How can I turn and get out of this situation? Sometimes you might be thinking, who can I turn to that can help me out? Here... In this text, I want us to learn how we can turn to God. And God can turn your life around 
when you turn to him. With a broken heart filled with sorrow that leads to repentance and total surrender, God, mm, God can work with that. Here we see that Jonah is now on dry land. Uh, Last time you saw Jonah in that second chapter, he was in the belly of a fish. And before that, he was drowning in water. And before that, he was up in the air being thrown from a boat. (laughs) Then he was on the boat, finding out that the lot fell on him, finding out that's why the storm came on him. All because if you look in that first chapter, look there, it's the similarities there. In that first chapter, it says the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Jonah went the other way. Here again, third chapter, it begins the same way. Here, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. This time, Jonah obeys. Look closely here. What I want you to grab here in that how God turned Jonah around. You understand, Jonah was trying to go away from God. God sent the storm after him. And then once he got Jonah's attention, he was commanded the fish and put him back on dry land. Y'all catch here. Jonah was going the wrong direction. He did not want to go where God wanted him to go. But when God delivered him and he surrendered to him, said, Lord, I will worship you. I will give my vows to you. I will praise you. Then God was able to turn him around and put him on solid ground. That's not for anybody. And so you see here that what Jonah was unable to do, God was able to do. Mm. He was lost, going in the wrong direction. Storm came. He was left up, looking up, looking, how can I get out of this? And he knew that God can save him. Anybody here know that God's a deliverer? And so when you let God turn you around, as God turns Jonah around, it's amazing how he gives you a different perspective. So now, instead of rebelling, it says that Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. This city of Nineveh is a great city, a heathen city far from Israel. And this people were vicious people. And that's why Jonah didn't want to go because he'd rather see them die than see God's grace upon them. Oh, but when Jonah found how good God's grace is, he says, it's better for me to obey and fight against God. Tell you, if you can't fight against God, it's always going to be a losing battle. John understood that, all right, God, you, you gave me another chance. Y'all see that there, right? God, God did not chastise him and says, look, you didn't listen to me the last time. One more time, I'm going to tell you, this is your last chance, buddy. Or if you don't get it right, it's over. No, no, all God simply did, it came to him and says, go. And preach to Nineveh. What does this mean to us? I want you to understand here is that we, we, we heard of the song that he's a God of a, of a second chance. And we heard somebody say that he's a God of, a, of another chance. And, and, you know, pretty much we found out that he's a God of a thousand chances. He's a God of a million chances. We keep record. God keeps no record. God looked at Jonas and no Jonah outright rebelled against him and went the opposite direction but yet God loved him enough he sent a storm to get his attention the storm didn't get his attention so the water got his attention and then he said here comes the fish I don't know about you but 
I, I'd rather get the attention by the storm than be swallowed by a fish. But I want you to understand this, that God will get your attention any way he can. So once Jonah turned to God and God turned him around, he placed his feet in the direction of where he ought to go towards Nineveh. And here it is. After God turned him around, look what Jonah now does. He preaches the word. Tell your neighbor, turn to God's word. In times that we're lost and don't know how to get back on the wrong path, we need to turn to God's word. We need to turn to instructions and directions for our lives. Think about how you don't get lost nowadays many times because you have a GPS system or a mobile phone with an app on it that gives you maps and directions. So you can go to any city you want and say, I want to go to this place. It'll tell you how long it'll take you by walking or by driving, by bus, by taxi. It'll let you know that if you want to go here, it'll take you 30 minutes by cab, 20 minutes if you want to drive yourself, and an hour if you want to walk. You, you understand that, okay, if I listen to these instructions, uh, they will direct my path. Wait a minute, that sounds familiar to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If I hide your word in my heart, mm, that I might not sin against you. I think if you keep on reading, it says your word is a light mm, to my path. Mm, my goodness. And a lamp to my feet. Huh. I, I will trust a GPS more than I will trust the eternal, everlasting, all-powerful Word of God. I think I got things backwards. Let me, let me turn to God's Word in times of distress and times of loss. Instead of trusting something else to get me out, let me turn to a God who I know for a shadow, without a shadow of a doubt, can show enough get me out. Jonah's proclaiming God's Word. You know, God's word demands a response. When you turn to God's word, it's going to, it's going to impact your heart. Now, the problem that many of us have, that when we turn to God's word, we, go, we turn to the word of God that we don't want to hear. And, and, and since we do not want to hear it, we skim over those verses. And we go to the other verse, we got to tell somebody else, oh, I had to tell this. The Bible says, you know what the Bible says, you should not curse. Remember that? You remember that? You, you want to tell everybody else, they problems. <laughs> but you won't look at your problems, how, how you need to be holy, you need to be pure. No, that's, that's not my issue. I'm about to go out tonight. We don't want to look to the word. Because what is it that darkness loves darkness? We need to turn to God's word and let his light shine upon our dark lives to expose our sin so that we see exactly who we really are. Do you understand here how these people were lost until they received a preacher? Oh, I'm going to step on some toes today. Here it is that the preacher had to come to tell them the word of God. Now, many of us are looking at like, what does this matter? I want you to understand very clear. How do they hear? Faith comes from hearing. And from hearing the word of God. And that's why it says, how beautiful are the feet 
of the preacher. Some of y'all say, where you find it? Just go check out Romans 10 chapter. Go check it out. You're going to find out how a preacher is needed to proclaim the gospel. So that those who are living in sin can hear the truth and repent and turn. What does this got to mean to me? Sometimes that's how it is that we don't want to go to church because we don't want to hear the preacher. But how will you know if you don't listen? Oh, he's not going to tell me anything I'm going to learn today. The problem is that is true. Because you are already living in sin and you don't want to turn from it. And you're happy with it, so therefore you don't want to hear anything new today. They were living in sin and heard that they need to repent. Or in 40 days, a calamity is going to fall upon them. I think it woke them up and realized, I think I might want to change my life. Let me give you an example. Say, I don't get this preaching thing because he's still preaching at me. I still want to hear what he's saying. Let me help you out. You go to the doctor. And the doctor tells you that if you keep on eating these foods, you're going to die. Now you start waking up, find out that what foods do I need to give up? Well, you need to give up all the fried foods and all the sugar sweet things. It's going to raise your blood pressure. It's going to increase your blood sugar. It's going to hurt you. It's going to kill you. And you start thinking about how all I have at home is flour and oil and chicken. <laughs> Because all I do is fry what I eat. <laughs> and then you start looking at your candy and say, all I got is sugar. I have cake. I have candy. I have cookies. I have juices full of sugar and Kool-Aid and pop all around. Occasionally I throw some diet in there just to make me feel good. But the doctor's telling you that you need to let all this stuff go. Or you're going to die. Now, the problem is that you've heard that before. <laughs> Other people have told you that, you know, you shouldn't eat all that stuff. But you said, I'm good. I'm going to be all right. But when you go rushed into that emergency room and the doctor saved your life and tells you you need to change your diet, then all of a sudden you start living. I think I need to turn my life around. How true it is that when we come, we need to be open up and listen to the word of God. That God is speaking to us, but are we truly listening? Have we really allowed it to come into our hearts and say, you know what? I need to change my behavior. Tell your neighbor, you got to turn. So when, we t- when God has turned Jonah back onto ground land to, to tell the people how they need to turn to God, they received the word. They heard the word. They turned to God's word. Look what happened. It says they believed in God. Oh, glory. If it was not for the word of God, how would we know? And that's why it says, Lord, the Lord who has believed our report, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So we need to understand that we need to hear the word. And when we hear the word, the word will tell us how we need to turn from our wickedness. We need to turn around and face God. We need to look how it says, and the king tells them, turn from their wickedness and their violence. My question to you is what do you need to turn from? Do you need to turn from gossip? Do you need to turn from pornography? Do you need to turn from cursing? Do you need to turn from getting drunk? Do you need to turn from getting high? Do you need to turn from that adulterous relationship? Hello, somebody. Do you need to turn from living in sin and turn to God? 
the word of God is very clear that it tells us that how can we please God? We've got to be holy. And, and the only way that we can be holy is by us truly seeking after him because we can't make it by ourselves. But we have those who confess Jesus Christ as the Lord as have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. And when you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb, you know that you have been redeemed. And the redeemer of the Lord say so. And when you've been redeemed, you realize that I need to change the way I'm living. I've been bought by a price. My life is no longer mine. I belong to him. And you start realizing that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I don't want death. I want eternal life. And that's why I thank you, God, for your word. Your word says you desire us not to perish, but to repent and have eternal life. When I turn to your word, God, it shows me how for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believes shall not perish, but have everlasting life. When I turn to your word, it tells me that if I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. If I turn to your word, it reminds me that when I want to do good, evil is right there. Oh, woe is man am I. But glory be to you that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. When I turn to your word, it says that I shall walk in the spirit and live in the spirit. For I, for I shall walk by faith and not by sight. And now if I fulfill the lust of the spirit, I will get life and peace. But the lust of the flesh gives death. When I turn to his word, it gives me hope to know that I am not good on my own, but by his grace and his mercy. When I turn to his word, I realize that though I may not have much, I have the Lord. He is my provider. And give me this day my daily bread. So when I turn to the word, it reminds me how I need to turn from my evil ways. For this flesh or body will not inherit the kingdom of God. But it doesn't only say this flesh, it says also some sinful habits. How can I live in sin and say I'm going to heaven? No, that's not going to happen. If I love the Lord, I will love him. And I will repent. So turn from our wickedness is basically I will repent. Now look closely here in the text. You see, outwardly they sow their sorrow. It says that even the king got out of his nice, fine, royal clothes and put on burlap. And said, basically said that he took off silk clothes and put on some scratchy, itchy clothes and looked bad. He went from looking GQ to looking tore up from the throw up. He was messed up. But yet he was shown his outward expression of how messed up he really is said man i thought i was living good but now i know i am bad so i need to show outwardly my sorrow my and my my sadness of my sin but yet he understood that it's just not an outward expression but something inward has to change he says not only are we going to do to the animals but everybody but all of us are called to a fast we shall not eat or drink we want to make sure that we stay in the in the position that god wants us to be for these 40 days so that we will not have the calamity because perhaps so god might turn he might relent and not punish us because of our wickedness because we will show him that we will turn from our wicked ways. Isn't that hope for somebody that you know? There's somebody out there that you know that they don't think there's any hope for them. They don't think that they can change their lifestyle. They don't think that they can turn it over to God, but you can let them know there's still hope. (laughs) 
ooh, glory be to God. If, if, if the, the second hand is still working on your watch, if the time is still moving, the sun is still up, there's still time, then it means there's still opportunity for you to change your life. Oh, glory be to God. And so you can let somebody know that don't, don't give up because everybody else is giving up on you. God has not given up on you. He wants you to turn it around. Tell your neighbor, turn it around. And, and so when he calls, Nineveh is called by the king, he makes a proclamation. Everybody, even the animals, got to repent and turn to God. It says God saw them. Now, here it is that some of us might have some theological issues with this text uh, because it has some things there that seem kind of contradictory. Uh, it says that God relented or God changed his mind or God turned. Uh, I want you to understand this, that God does not change. What does that mean? It means this: God's character is who he is. God is holy. He is pure. He is just. And, and in Exodus, it says the Lord your God is love, grace, and mercy. But also it says, I will judge. Mm. And so if you listen to the message, the message says that in 40 days. Now, some texts suggest to us, and I'm sorry, commentators suggest to us that we have a summary of the message that Jonah was preaching. I, I, I believe to that to be true because I doubt Jonah just said two sentences and everybody said, you know what, I think you're right. I believe Jonah would let him know that this is what God has done for us. And if you turn over to him, this is what he can do for you. So I, I believe they might have heard that if we repent and we turn around within these 40 days, God might relent and so was his mercy, which means this, that God will stop being angry with us. Relent means to basically cease of him being angry with us. Aren't you glad you can find this in the text? You can find this in the text that God does not stay angry forever. Who is a God like you that does not stay angry for you? You desire to show your love and your mercy. Ooh. Your love never fails. Great is thy faithfulness. We receive brand new mercies every day. You understand that? So they, the biblical character of our God has not changed. What has changed was that they have changed their behavior. So therefore, they have now obligated God to show his mercy upon them because they turn from their wicked ways. Isn't that true for us? For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God's eternal life, what? Through Christ Jesus. The condition is that if you don't change your life, you're going to go to hell. It's right there in the Bible. You want to live in, you want to live in sin. This is the direction you want to go. If you don't change your direction, you're going to end up there. But Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father but through me. But if you turn to Jesus, oh glory be to God. If you turn to Jesus, Lord, here I am. Use me. It's amazing, amazing how your pathway changes. So you see here that God has not changed. He's still the same God. But yet what happened was that what was due to them was calamity, was punishment, was wrath. But because of their repentance, God showed them his grace and his mercy. Aren't you glad about God's amazing grace? So God loves 
you. And he also has provided salvation for you. Second Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Turn to God and turn from sin. Turn to do what is right and not wrong. Basically, what I want to tell you is choose to bless someone and not curse them. Choose to, children, listen to me, obey your parents, not disobey them. Choose to give and not withhold. Choose to be honest and not lie. Am I helping somebody out? Choose to be faithful and not unfaithful. Choose to be honest and not Dishonor. You see what I'm saying here? That oftentimes I'm telling you to turn to God, but basically I want you to turn from the wrong decision to the right decision. Do what is honorable and pleasing unto God. Do you see it in the text? How God, when he saw, when he saw that they repented, he relented. Has God seen you? Has he seen you change your ways? Has he seen you turn it over to him? Has he seen you let go of those things you need to let go and say, Lord, I turn it over to you? I want you to grab very closely here that God wants you to turn to him and away from what's drawing you away from him. Will you turn? Will you turn? God has not given up on you. While there's still time, there's time to turn. Tomorrow is not promised, so let today be the day of salvation. When they heard the word that day, that's when they changed. They didn't say, we're going to wait till the last day. They said, no, we need to change now to embrace his grace and his mercy. Will you turn? Let us pray.